Hello, and welcome back to the Crazy Poultrying Podcast, and it is a very big Marvel special once again, and sorry it's been a while, but yeah, we've had shit going on, and hopefully other things to possibly be updates in the future, but uh, fear for this special review because it's a Marvel, so we gotta talk about it right away, as we have been, and joining me who has yet to actually see the movie is actually Damon. <laughs> Hello. Uh, so, yeah. It just kind of happened to be with scheduling that I was going to be able to go see this pretty much by myself. <laughs> and I, I mean, I'm going to hopefully see it tomorrow, so. Yeah, so kind of getting into that. Uh, it's probably no secret, but the movie that we're going to be briefly talking about, because again, try not to spoil anything here for. Definitely somebody. Fantastic Four. Uh, yeah, and. Uh, that is Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. You're an interesting man, Scott Lang. You're an Avenger. You have a daughter. But you've lost a lot of time, like me. We could help each other with that. Installment of the Ant-Man movies now in the MCU, we deal with qu- more quantum realm stuff, as you could obviously tell by the trailer and what they talk about. And Mister Kang the Conqueror is—I think that this is his debut, actually, in the MCU as far as film goes. Oh yeah, as, as far as film goes, yes. Um, but no, obviously he was a big part in the Loki series. Yeah, uh, he, that's where he was really introduced and brought into the MCU fold. Uh, but that was a different version. This is a variant of him because of multiverse, multiple versions of the same people. The only thing that's confusing me a little bit with his introduction is, like, you know, look at Thanos, okay? When mm-hmm. Thanos was introduced, he was so threatening. At the, at the end of the freaking Avengers film, not even the villain... Like, he's alluded to, mm-hmm. and then he just kind of turns, and you see his face. And it's yeah. just like, okay, that's all you're seeing. Like, And it doesn't come down till ten years later is when we actually really get to see his triumphantness. Mm-hmm. Well, like this, they really kind of threw him in, like, yep, this is Kang. And <laughs> it's, I don't know, I'm, I'm just kind of interested on what they're going to, you know, do to push it more, and... You know, because I like the idea of, like, the villain being kind of, like, known, but not known. Like, 
oh shit, like, oh, yeah. whereas, like, I don't know, he seems to be kind of in the folds, and I'm wondering if, if they're going to kind of make him, like, an overarching kind of villain, like, like, Ant-Man, he's clearly, like, seems, at least from the trailer, he seems like he's kind of the baddie for the film, mm-hmm. and I wonder if, like, future films they're going to well, kind of throw him in there somewhere. Just to let you know, he's supposed to be set up to be, like, a Thanos level. Yes, yes. So That's what I'm saying, like... This is clearly not the only film he's in. Um, but, yeah, uh, it, it was just that going into this, I was just like, again, with the whole multiverse, quantum realm stuff, I'm just going based off of what I had seen previously, which was Ant-Man and Wasp, and yeah. what we had... As so far as the quantum realm and that was eh. it was okay uh yeah but i mean i was just i thought that this was gonna just seem from the trailer to also be taking ant-man more seriously so yeah that's well I'm he definitely saying. seems to be as far as avengers go i mean he's let's face it he's getting kind of out of the loop yeah because well, like you have your you know, like your Doctor Strange and stuff and all that, but like he is definitely like he shows up when he's needed because I think that they make him like that because he's like, no, I have a family, like I I have shit to do, guys, like you know, unless I'm really needed, he don't he, call me. He's kind of like the normalish guy that just happens to have an extraordinary suit. Yeah, but the thing is, is that. Ant, like, none of this would have been able to even continue on without Ant-Man. Yeah. Because he got out of the quantum realm, thanks to that rat. Yeah. That rat needs credit, too, because that, that's how he then helped out at the end. But it was just like, you know what? I think Ant-Man just finally needs to have his, like, you know, his time to be, like, shown the appreciation. So that's what I was going in. Now... Normally, I try not to use phases talk. I don't know if I've ever made that kind of clear on this podcast because the way that I always viewed it as because there were some that were happening, you know, earlier and things like that, yeah. like Captain Marvel. Because so, technically, like, like, a couple were phase one, but they took place before. Yeah. Yeah, and the timeline's all kind of jumbled, even though it's technically in phases. Like. Yeah. So yeah, it is kind of. So that's so that's why I never really yeah. tried to talk about them. So, but clearly of this past phase that we've been in, which is phase four, it's been let's just say not so Shaky. well received by a lot of people, and you know, it wasn't until really uh, a certain film that kind of made us go, okay, they might be back on track. Wakanda Forever. That was the film finally last year that made everybody go, okay, Marvel has its like foot back, like we bring serious, you know, this film had, you know, weight to it and emotion a lot to it. 
Because um, that came right after Love and Thunder, right? That was yeah, that was the very last one, and uh, everybody was like, "This was an amazing tribute to Chadwick, but it also elevated all these other characters." Yeah, it actually seemed like it was like you know doing more to be an actual film, whereas like Love and Thunder kind of just was like, "Okay, like let's see how many times we can throw a joke in," and then ruined its own you know serious tones to be funny and it was like wow like this is a huge jump from like something like you know the third um oh ragnarok like it's just it was just a way different tone i felt and so yeah that kind of it seemed like it brought it back a little bit and ant-man's always been kind of a jokey character so like i assumed that there would be a little bit of comedy um because it's just par for the course with marvel and but there definitely seemed like this was probably the most seriousness one like serious one out of all the three i would say Mm -hmm. and would you like for me to let you know about that yeah okay so uh pretty much without trying to say too much uh as far as any kind of spoilers, but that's actually kind of hard because I kind of don't know what I would leave this film with spoilers because it's me and I'm not that rich on the comic lore. Um, but I got about 15, 20 minutes into this movie and I went, is this what everybody was telling me that Love and Thunder was like? Because it was that kind of comedy happening again oh god uh it was not as serious as i thought it was going to be uh now i did do admit that in like the first five to ten minutes there's actually some pretty funny stuff because it's scott lang just kind of funny yeah i mean it's kind of hard for him not to have actually humor in it just because it's him but it's just him kind of like, you know, living, like trying to be normal-ish. Yeah. Even though he admits himself, what I am is not normal uh, as far as, you know, how I live. And kind of catches you up on like a couple of characters that, you know, have been gone. Um, but it really does turn into like that whole Love and Thunder kind of vibe. Uh and that mostly happens when they enter the quantum realm. Um, and this had me feeling, at, as much as I want to say, I want to give credit to like some of the creative visual stuff, yeah. like of like these aliens and you know creatures and things yeah. like that. Um, there's just a also hint of, and I didn't think about this. Until I heard someone mention it that I watched talk about it, where this feels a lot like just Star Wars. Hmm. Like, look-wise. There's a lot of, like, just regular people with masks on and stuff like that. It feels like you're at, like, one of those bases, like, for, like, you know, them, for ships flying in, because that's kind of what happens. Yeah, everybody kind of looks like an alien, but it's, like, they just made, like, a mask to make it look weird. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, but... And even though there are some pretty cool and creative ones, like designs and things, for the most part, the ones that they interact with are very humanoid. Okay. So that's why I was like, okay. Um, they 
also throw in this uh, kind of, oh, what was the word that I used? Uh, like, uh, cop-out as far as trying to understand languages, kind of like with Avatar, where they were like, well, he's just, you know, heard it for so long, he just hears it as English basically now, so that's what we heard. Which, I was like, I'm fine with that, whatever. Even though it felt kind of lazy. Uh, this was a kind of step above that as far as laziness. Oh, <laughs> but how they went about that. Um, and I'll admit, Paul Rudd still got some laughs with that. But again, that I'm just speaking from my humor with that. Um, but just like in the previous, uh, when we had heard about the quantum realm and stuff, that is where everything also gets very uninteresting about it. Hmm. And the film really starts to drag. That kind of sucks because that's like literally the name of the film. Yeah. <laughs> like... Qu- Quantum Mania. Yeah. Um, now, uh, and this has also been a theme that I've had as far as feeling about characters, but primarily one, and that's the Wasp. Okay. Uh, I don't know how I feel about her. I don't know if I don't like her or if I do like her because I don't feel like, other than the first one, they give her much as far as, like, you know, developing and, you know... Yeah, I feel like she's kind of never really done anything. Yeah. um, And uh, Hank Pym, played by Michael Douglas... Uh, I thought he was great in the first one. I thought he was a really good introduction to Hank Pym. I, yeah. I, I thought he was solid enough in the second one. Depending on you, he literally feels like all he's really meant to do a whole lot is just spout things. Yeah, he, I feel like he's definitely more of like the... I don't want to use Observer. the Observer. Yeah, well, I think it's more of like a... Doc and Marty kind of situation in a sense because it's almost like he's like the old you know yeah. like old senile man that's like um, oh you know you're fucking up you're doing this you're doing yeah. that like but he doesn't never really like do any like because he doesn't I mean he's just kind of you know he was the guy who developed the suit yeah um, but I mean just as the character I liked Michael Douglas as the character yeah this it really feels like most of the time all he's doing is making observations yeah trying to crack a joke that depending on your sensibility and your humor may not work or may uh i think there was maybe like two jokes that got me to chuckle a little and he chuckled and he tries a lot (laughs) uh also a character that uh, I don't think that you may have seen in time for that trailer, but he, he was shown in the trailer for all of them. Uh, Bill Murray. Yeah, I had heard he was in it, but I didn't know exactly who he played. Uh, I can't tell you the character's name. He is he's not human. He's supposed to be of an alien race. that just happens to look human. But he's Bill Murray. Yeah. Um, I want you to guess. How much do you think he's in the film? Five minutes. Pretty much. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, one, he's Bill Murray. He's expensive. Um, but two, he, he's like they they had Sylvester Stallone and what Guardians two. Yeah, for like all of five minutes, and it was literally just like a cameo. Like, hey, he's, he's, I mean, at least Sylvester Stallone played 
technically the character he played was really important. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I assumed he was probably gonna be just some guy, just so it'd be like, hey, it's Bill Murray. Yeah, and guess what? I didn't find one thing he said funny. God, it's bad when you know Bill from because if something Bill Murray says doesn't make you at least chuckle because sometimes just looking at Bill Murray well, and his mannerism. But think, it always comes down to writing. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. I think this writing is not great. Um, there's a lot of times where it's uh, characters just like holding in information, not saying anything. Uh, the far biggest offender of that is Janet, uh, who is uh, Wasp's mother. Yeah. In fact, uh, I'm going to try to get this right. Uh, I kind of felt like saying this a number of times. Thing to say. That that was Michael Douglas's character a lot. But I was saying, damn it, Janet, why don't you say something? Because she's holding in so much information that is not telling. Um, and it just got degrading so much. I was oh like, my gosh. I, you say you can't talk, and yet then you're then walking and talking for a little bit. I'm like, why aren't you asking? Uh, yeah. Uh, there's also a number of times where it feels like they're going to try to do something serious, and then they just kind of like, nah, everything's fine. Oh, God. See, that was my biggest complaint with Love and Thunder, when, like, especially the biggest thing that really irked my ass was when uh, Natalie Portman's character was like, you know, I have cancer, like, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, and then you hear the goats. And I'm like, you literally, this could have been a great scene. If you just don't know funny shit, like, it needs to be serious tone for something like this. Because this is very much a scene where it is supposed to be a very tragic moment. Because you're like, oh, fuck, like, she's gonna die. Like, it's fucked up. And, yeah, then it's just like, oh, it's, you know, it's a joke. And, like, I mean, it plays off like he's sad, but it's like, okay. I, I will say I at least felt it a little bit more there. Where I was like, I, I'm not as harsh on it, but I do see where you're coming from. Yeah, that's why I'm hopeful the, the, for the, the, this one. It's far worse. God, see, that's why I'm hopeful for the next Thor because I think it is going to be a darker, more serious film. Um, but yeah, as far as Ant Man goes, like, I mean, he's always been played as the comedy character in this. Yeah, like he's definitely if he's anybody, like if he's the DC equivalent, he's Wally West. Yeah, okay. Like, he's supposed to be funny, quirky, you know, like, and I just, it kind of sucks because, like, you have to have those moments, and that's, you know, honestly, that's why Wally is my favorite, is because there is separate bounds of, like, okay, yeah, he's the guy who cracks jokes all the time, but to order to show when things are really fucked up and messed up is when that guy's like, oh, shit, like, no more well, jokey, like... Well, you, you know how I started off by saying that I hoped that this one was going to be more of showing Ant-Man, like, the appreciation for what he has done? Yeah. He's constantly told by a number of people a number of times that, oh, what have you done? What have, what are you doing currently? And I'm like, and one of them primarily is his daughter. 
who was pissing me the fuck off the entire movie. Oh, you know, not only he saved you from, you know, freaking Yellow Jacket in the first movie, but... Yeah, yeah we'll which, forget which, about which that. They bring that up, but she she has this whole thing of, well, why aren't you doing anything, like, you know, to help other people's stuff? And he's just like, look, I can't be everywhere all the time, and I can't save everybody. But I did at least save the whole fucking universe and helped out, maybe... But no, there's like really no appreciation given to that, which was really making me mad. Um, well, it's like it's I, I call that the Superman conundrum because that was always the biggest thing. It was like, you know, it always showed him saving these crimes, but at some point he cannot like as many crimes that happen daily, you physically cannot be there to save everybody. Which Robert Pattinson and Batman admits. Yeah. In that very opening, he's like, I can't be everywhere. Yeah, you, you can't. So I just rely on, you know, the fear of me. And so, like, that's the thing with it is, like, yeah, he's right. Like, you know, even, like, people like the Hulk or, like, yeah. you know, even when Iron Man was so like, you cannot be there 24-7. No, no one can. Well, Hulk can't really be anywhere. Yeah, but... he's a monster. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Like, you know, yeah. the, even the bigger Avengers that are, like, the mainstream, like, the ones that are on the TV kind of stuff. Well, yeah. but it's just, like, of the primary main characters right now, Ant-Man is one of the few that is actually still around. Yeah. And it's, like, again, he might be comedy relief sometime, but he, he deserves more appreciation and stuff for shit he has done. And I felt like this could have been a good time to do that, but no, they don't. They instead go the jokey, slightly insulting him a lot of the times and stuff like that. Um, however, there is a giant positive to this movie. Okay. And that's Kang. Yeah. Jonathan Mayers is amazing. He was pretty good lucky, so... Yeah. And he and he has to be a completely different version this time, so he has to change his mannerisms. See, I think that's going to be my favorite part is, like, the multiple different, like, universal things that are going to happen with him. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because, like you said, he has to be a completely different person, and I think that's going to show, so it's not just like, you know, Thanos was what he was because he was such a big guy. Like, yeah. he was just a monster. Like, I mean, and he could beat the fuck out of the Hulk. Like, yeah. And it's like, okay, if you're taking on our big guy, yeah, shit. Well, this is kind of the same thing. Like, you know, it's to a point of, yeah, like he's going to be intimidating because there's unlimited versions of him because there's unlimited universes. And, you know, I think in the trailer they talk about time. Yeah. Well, what's, what's worse than a guy that can be everywhere at once? A guy who can control time. <laughs> Well, so this one is technically the one that uh, all the other Kangs basically got together to, like, kind of get out of their way because of all the shit he was doing. Um, but he is just, like, he does, like, a whole, like, bargaining thing of, like, hey, if you do this thing for me, you know, I'll do this and things like that. Um but he's doing it and saying it in a way of, oh, no, I'm basically making you, otherwise I'll fucking wipe everybody out. And, yeah, that's kind of how he goes about this. Um, there is a thing about his character, though, as far as, like, his ability go. Yeah. That was slightly frustrating, <laughs> but that's because at one point he just starts wiping out people. 
like he is killing people and you know um, loosely saying people because they're alien beings I get what you're saying and they're not people yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, but when he then kind of does some of the same stuff to Ant-Man Wasp or anybody that's like a primary character it's just like a oh yeah and it's like Oh, so that thing that obliterated that other person just bad with you. Oh, wait, I think it's because you have sequel armor. <laughs> and that's kind of one of the other things about this. This feels like just a setup movie. Uh, just to set up future things. Uh, so it's Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I heard something along the lines like this, and... I didn't want to necessarily repeat it, but I was kind of feeling it after I had seen it, and this is what I'm going to, and this is what I was going to say is that uh, I feel like, as far as really thinking through, after this film, part of the journey is the end. Just for the record, being adrift in space with zero promise of rescue is more fun than it sounds. Endgame, because that was like their culmination, as you brought up a few times with Thanos, that that was the culmination of, you know, the Infinity Saga. They knew they were getting there, they knew how they were going to get there, so it was just ride that ride with them, and it was a wonderful and satisfying ending. Now, No Way Home was also actually a great follow-up after that, Um, but ever since then... And I don't like to repeat someone's thoughts, but I just felt it. Ever since then, I feel like Marvel's just playing it safe. Yeah, well, because... So think about it like this. They, they, they spent a lot of money with Iron Man. Like, they really took the thing, like, you know, took one for the team, if you will. The like. And it ended up being a huge success. And, like, the thing with the 10 years is, like, they had guaranteed followers. It's going to watch every little thing because it's... All leading up to the Thanos fight. Well, but not only that, it's now. Yeah. They, they just assume that, you know... People are going to show up. It's our property. They're just going to show up. Yeah. And we can attest, because we were in that theater, the Thor theater was not that well-staffed. No. With people, which was very surprising to me. Um, this one, in my theater, it was decent, but I kind of had to sit more in the up-forward section like I had texted you about, because... Yeah, not really a desirable crowd. Which, which is strange because look at No Way Home. No Way Home had to wait in a line, yeah. like, and that that was not Thursday night. That was Friday night, mm-hmm. like, and we even then we had to wait in a line, a long line. Yep. And the showings were pretty much packed. When we left, there were still people waiting in a big line. So it's like, yeah, but and we can attest to this that No Way Home was probably one of the greatest theater experiences for us easily probably my number one yeah um and i never thought i would say this but because of the changing of guard and stuff like that i actually don't think i won't be able to see dc actually they will now catch up i'm willing to make that bet 
that they're going to. Well, catch what up what tart do you mean catch up? That's as far as the number of quality stuff that they're going to just suddenly put out. Yeah. So that that's kind of how I honestly was actually about to mention something like that because right now Marvel. I mean, yeah, we, they have a couple bangers still. Like, you know, Black Panther was great. And then we had Spider-Man. That was pretty good. And I, I thought Doctor Strange 2 was pretty good. Um, but, but even with them with the number, number of shows that they did? Yeah, but that's the thing, too, is they really put a lot into the shows. Yeah. And a lot of those were hit or miss. I, I was hearing a lot of mixed feelings yeah. about them overall. Especially the newer ones. Like, Loki did really well yeah. um, because it was about an established character. But, like, you know, all the ones that were kind of just there, it, I mean, they were what they were. You know, like, so the, the big thing here is we have to look at this as an overarching thing because clearly this is going to be leading up to Fantastic Four. Like, I think yeah. that's what they're really banking on. But you got to keep that viewership up. And, like, they're right. There are people who are going to see it because it is a Marvel property, 100%. But to keep people really, like, you got to give people something and to continuously be like, okay, like, yeah, we're going to put out, like, you know, we got Thor, Love, and Thunder. And, yeah, there was, it was mixed. There was people who liked it. But overall, quality-wise... And money. It was, yeah, it was just, eh. It... It was. I think it was the first Marvel movie in a while to actually bomb. Yeah, and it it wasn't that good of a movie. Like people were not wanting to see it again. And then, let's see with this one. Like, I think what's coming up? What Guardians? Guardians Volume Three is coming up. And then I think that'll probably do pretty good. Yeah. Um. And then I don't know really much of the properties afterwards. But um, if, you, if you, without really mentioning them, if you just look at the reaction from people, just of. DC trailers. Oh, people are and, th- and and things that DC is alluding to. I I've seen just way more people excited about that stuff than anything Marvel related coming out right now. Oh yeah, I know. I people were about to have a panic attack for the Flash trailer. Yeah. Like I saw it and I was like, oh my god, this looks awesome. I was like, this is great. Yeah. So like. I mean, yeah, like, I think there's potential, especially with Gun taking over. And I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, uh, but say what you want. The DCEU was garbage overall. It, it, it was not co- coherent. No. Inconsistent. Granted, there was a couple decent films out of it, but, like... One of them being made by Gun. <laughs> yeah, it's literally, what, like, five so, out of ten, if what? that. Five, five out of probably more than that. The... I, I can always say my top two, which is Wonder Woman and the Suicide Squad. Yeah, maybe yeah, Shazam. The, the, Shaz- like, Shazam was, was, was I did enjoy, but I also there was just a big issue I had. Yeah. With it. So like, if we look at like what's coming up for DC, and if it goes like it's looking, yeah, there's potential and, to make a lot of money. And again, Gun is coming into this DC creative thing with like passion and like he wants to prove something yeah well like you sent me a photo not too long ago of him sitting there reading like a big like full-on graphic novel yeah and i'm like he is a comic book reader so i'm like this is my point with it is clearly these wb execs like don't know shit and you know i I still hear talk about the snyderverse snyderverse is dead it's not gonna happen it's not like you know like i said there was some cool stuff but like you know, people talk about the, the Snyder cut of Justice League like it was like this end-all, be-all. Yeah. 
But it was still okay at best. Like, and it was, what, three hours? Yeah. Or four. Closer to four, yeah. So, was it really worth it? No. Like, I haven't watched it since because I watched it and I got it out of the way and I'm like, "Ah, it's still not something that I'm going to sit and spend my time to sit and watch. Um, Whereas, like this, I'm excited. Like, Blue Beetle was one of my favorite heroes. Like, all the shows that's coming up, at least besides, like, two... The shows sound awesome. Yeah. Like, and I, I also like that James Gunn is keeping his whole thing of I'm bringing in obscure people that maybe not a whole lot of people know. Well, the, the messed up part is these aren't even that obscure. The only ones that are obscure are those ones that I can't even remember the name of. The Authority. The Authority. I don't. I've never read Authority comics. I've never like. I don't. I may have heard of them once or but twice. It, but apparently, they're going to be a very instrumental thing with this. And but as far as the other characters go, like Blue Beetle, Love Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, super excited. Swamp Thing, yeah. Like DC has really put the weight of their shoulders onto Batman and Superman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Like they're three. That's the three. That's the Trinity. Yeah. But we don't need that. We don't, we don't. Like, the Green Lantern show? That's going to be fucking awesome. Like, I have a lot of hope for it. Well, let's just end the DC talk with this, is that it's it's built up this giant enthusiasm that DC has not had for a while. Let's just put it close side by side. That's a better way to put it. Look at Marvel's 10 years. Pretty solid 10 years. We had some stinkers in there, which you're going to have if you've been doing films for 10 years, versus, like, the potential this 10 years... At the end of Marvel, we got Avengers. Avengers, like, yeah, like, they're not the biggest. I would say probably X-Men are probably the biggest as far as, like, groups. And then, like, you know, we got Fantastic Four going to be coming up. But, like, as far as, But DC you know, has technically been around longer. Yeah. So if we don't build the Justice League too fast, you know, because that I think that's a big fault with, actually, Marvel and just in a whole is... They kind of shot their load real fast, and now they they're really pulling characters. Like you know, we're still getting like Spider Man. Spider Man's their boy, so I'm glad they waited forever um, to bring him in because like it's positive for me. But like you know, look at some of the characters are grizzled. Like Thor, like if he has another movie, which he most likely will, looking at the end of it, he's probably gonna die or something. That or something. Like, he's not going to continue to do this. Like, a lot of the characters from the OG group, they're just kind of, you know, they're going to just kind of fade into obscurity. Like, even Hulk, like, they made Hulk look, like, gray and grizzled in, like, the She-Hulk show. Like, he's kind of getting, like, the the sideburns and, like, you know, he's kind of an older character now. So, like, I have a feeling that, you know, give Marvel in ten years... Well, remember with Hulk, they have to include him with something else. Yeah, yeah. Because of rights. So it's it's kind of out of thing of they, you know, because you got to bring new characters in. You just have to. Well, well and, but that's the thing is that I'm just alluding to the fact that DC seems like that they're really hoping to start like this whole thing of doing this giant upswing. Marvel is just feeling like it's coasting right now. Yeah. And if you just keep coasting. With the potential that DC is showing, they are going to come right there up next to you and be like, uh, hello, you thought we were dead? Well, we're back. Yeah. So, but, final just thoughts on Ant-Man now. 
Well, as far as Ant-Man goes, I'm, I don't know. I'm so excited to watch it because I do like Paul Rudd. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm kind of like, you know, especially after hearing what you talked about, I was like, I'm kind of like, oh boy. Like, at least I'm not paying very much to watch it. So that's a plus. So um, you, do you want to know what my rating is and where it falls in the MCU? Yes, I was about to ask that. Which do you want first? I'll give you a rating first. Uh, <laughs> out of ten. Oh, normally I do letter grades. Okay, letter to grades. Me they're easier to understand. Uh, if this actually had me just struggling so much, I think I actually am going to give this a D plus. And where it falls, the MCU as far as personal rankings for me, it's just barely above Dark World. Oh God. Yeah. I, I, I will be surprised if you feel differently, but <laughs> this is the first time I was sitting in a Marvel movie going, I don't think I'm enjoying this. Oh, now, boy. Now, number of people behind me were enjoying things, and I was the one going, really? <laughs> yeah, but you're going to have that with any film. There's people like that probably in Thor The Dark World, like, yeah, kick his ass, Thor. Like, well, just like at certain moments or cheapness, it was just like, this didn't deserve that. Yeah, well, oh, that's how, I also was the Thumb and Thunder. I completely had forgot. You wanted to know about Modoc. I, I kind of... <laughs> so, you can tell me if I'm correct. Okay. From what I understand is, when Yellow Jacket got killed, he got sucked into the Quantumverse and is Modoc. That's what I've heard. Do you want to know if you're right? Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yeah. And guess what? All right. If you thought that it looked like he was trying to joke about how he looked in the trailer, yeah, that's how it looks the entire time, and it never got funny to me. It just got uncomfortable and stupid. <laughs> so yeah, I think that we have a cal- we have a caliber of a taskmaster here. <laughs> taskmaster was maybe, fucking dog maybe. shit. Maybe worse. Maybe worse. Depends on your liking of Modok, I guess. I mean, I've always just kind of, eh, Modoc's not really, like, he's not, like, I think he's an alright character, but, like, I know that they did that show with Patton Oswalt. Yeah, I heard it. Yeah, I actually heard it was really good. (laughs) So, like, they may have, like, screwed the pooch on that one. Yeah. It kind of felt like, hey, here's Modoc. Here, you got your Modoc now. Bye. Yeah. So. It kind of felt like Mr. Fantastic and Doctor Strange, too. Yeah, you got it. Now shut up. But yeah, see, John, that's, to John, me, that's more important. Like, Yeah, John Krasinski was him. Now he's not. Let it go. <laughs> Man, you know how many people are going to be pissed to the gills if he doesn't show up as like Mr. Fantastic? But he's not. He's right. said several times he's not. Yeah. But you know what? Also, Andrew Garfield also said he wasn't in the Spider-Man movie. Yeah. That, that A lot of that shit's lock and key. Like, you don't find out because... He was to say, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. That's going to spoil, like, because, again, you know, we, we were just discussing this about wanting people to come back. What do you think continues to bring people back? That potential, that that character that you love is just going to pop up. Also, what can bring him back? The almighty yeah. dollar. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's, you know, like, that's like Spider-Man. Spider-Man, they knew they were going to make as much money as yeah. they did. The moment what happened happened, which it's been out forever now. So, the moment that like people 
like when they saw that like Toby and shit were back, it was like, holy shit, like yeah, they knew, like they knew that was gonna be a big reveal. Why? That's why they hid it for so long. Yeah. Even though all the other shit was coming out, like pictures of them on like set, and it's mm-hmm. just like. He hasn't worn that costume in years. Like, he's just not strolling down the streets of fucking New York just wearing it, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, no, like, that that makes complete sense why they why he would say no. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see what, you know, after this because there, there's, you know, like I said, they got Guardians coming up. Yeah. Um, maybe Blade whenever that decides it's going to be. That's in production hell. Yeah, that's not looking too good. I was already iffy feeling about that. I think a lot of people were. Because it's hard to write a Blade movie that's going to be PG-13. Deadpool's coming up, though, so I'm excited about that. That will be R, so I'm happy about that. Yeah. So when that trailer comes out, I know that's going to be a big... But, uh, yeah, so overall, not a strong recommendation on my part for Ant-Man, but I know you're going to go see it. I'm going to see it because I like bad movies, and I'm going to force myself you, to. Dude, you may enjoy bad movies, but you like bad movies because you get a chuckle how bad they are. I will not be surprised if this frustrates you. Oh, my God. I hate when bad Until movies are just bad. Just, <laughs> pretty much just wait till Kang shows up because <laughs> he's the best part. But he doesn't show up till halfway through. Of course. <laughs> so yeah, uh, those are my thoughts. Without going into spoilers on Ant-Man, Wasp, Quantumanium, uh, it's probably my second worst of the MCU. <laughs> I'm I'm not. I, I want to say I'm surprised, but also I'm kind of not because like they don't really seem to treat their side characters too well. It seems like like even Captain Marvel like. She did not get great treatment. No. Like, but, but then the funny part is I actually thought thought it was a little bit better when I watched it chronologically. I still not big on it. I think it's okay. I mean, no. It's, I don't think it's the worst, but it's definitely way far from the best. No. It, it's it's in, like, the lower part of mine, but again. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so... <laughs> well, I guess that's where I gotta leave that on, is that... Yeah, this might be one of the worst MCU movies, in my opinion. <laughs> Have fun. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? We know that people are going to go out and see it, but it is a question of how this is going to do, because the early bad reviews. Man, so. if this bombs as well. Again, Marvel. You're Marvel's going to like, be like, oh, shit, like, they're going to be sweating, because they're going to be like, Guardians 3 better be like a miracle yeah. worker. <laughs> but until then, next time, see you guys.